0: training week number five. My name is Allie Braun. I'm the Director of Special Projects at International Commission and we're thrilled that you've joined us again for week number five. We see many repeated guests on here, some new faces, so thank you for joining us this evening. I know it's right before a holiday weekend, but we're so happy that you decided to join us tonight. And just as a reminder for those of you who are new with us, The mission at International Commission is equipping and enabling believers all over the world so that we can conduct church-based evangelism projects to reach unbelievers and make disciples. So, that is our mission. And everything we do, our vision for everything is filtered through this equipping and enabling effort. So, that's what the E and E stands for in the E and E training it's equipping and enabling. That's what we're doing here tonight. We are equipping and enabling you as believers to share the gospel and make disciples. And in the Bible, Jesus did not gather all of his disciples around and tell them, Hey, everyone, if you feel you know okay about telling someone about me during the regular course of your life that would be really great of you but if some denominations do baptisms and if the trinitarian nature of god fits within your worldview great include those aspects in your effort but be careful not to suggest that they follow my commandments too closely because that would just be weird and you don't want to be weird. you want to make sure that you fit in during this time on earth that's not what he said (laughs) jesus gave us the great commission found in matthew 28 and he said all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me so go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you and i'm with you always to the end of the age so we don't have to be fearful we don't have to be ashamed God is with us, and he has given us this mandate for the nations, and he will not come again until every tribe, tongue, and nation has heard his name. So this is week number, actually it's week number five, and we are going to be reviewing um, the last four weeks of the steps, and then we're going to add on to step number five, which is invite. And so just a quick reminder for those of you who are new this is the Operation Andrew model that International Commission uses and this is a tried and true model that has worked for us for nearly 50 years all over the world in different cultures and contexts. but in your own personal evangelism and discipleship um, lifestyle, I just want to encourage you to be sensitive and obedient to the Holy Spirit. So I'm I'm not going to say that if you do exactly these steps in these order, then everyone you know is going to become a Christian. (laughs) That would be great and praise God if so. But as always, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And so we want you to be sensitive and obedient to his leading in everything that you do. So just to give you an overview of what to expect for tonight, we're going to recap the first four steps and then add on step number five. You'll also get a very special glimpse into the history of International Commission and Operation Andrew. I really can't wait for you all to hear this part of our story. And then for those of you who have been with us before, you know at the end of our training, we have a time of breakout rooms. So we're going to break you out into smaller groups to either have a discussion or a training time because we really want you to implement what you're learning tonight. We don't just want you to sit back and retain this information, but we want you to do something with it. Um, the Great Commission does us no good if we just think about how we want to share the gospel and make disciples, we have to actually do it so we're going to give you an opportunity to get together in a few small groups um, to have a time of discussion we'll tell you more about that later. So To start off, as we always do, we're going to have a time of celebration. So I'm thankful to see a lot of familiar faces on here who have been with us week after week in this Operation Andrews series. But welcome to those of you who are new with us and this is your first week. You won't feel lost or confused. We're going to do our best to give you a recap of the previous weeks that we've been going over since February. And now um, I would love to ask you guys to share any praises, updates, reports from the previous week Our last week um, was share. And we taught the hand gospel and we taught you the 15 second testimony. So I wanna open it up to you all right now to have an opportunity to share with us. Did you get to share The the hand gospel, or any other way that you want to share the gospel, or do you get to share your 15 second testimony with anyone? So go ahead and open up your microphones right now if you have a story to share. I will share a quick story. Um, I did get to share the gospel story with a friend of mine who was on my list, I didn't use any special thing um but i did just reiterate the story of easter and why we celebrate easter and why that's so important um i think she was familiar with um the crucifixion and jesus raising from the dead but i told her like this is the pinnacle of our faith this is why we celebrate easter if jesus had not risen from the dead then our faith would be useless. And that's what the Bible says. But he did raise from the dead, proving that he is a living God, not a dead God. So I'm just thankful thankful for the opportunity to get to plant that seed one more time. Um, I've also had a couple opportunities to share my 15-second testimony or teach other believers how to share their testimony in the hand gospel. Um, I've taught a couple of my friends the hand gospel over the past couple of weeks, which has been good for me because I need to practice and I want to get better at this. So um, if you all haven't had the opportunity already to teach another believer what you've learned, I would really encourage you to do that. That will help you retain it. And then it'll show someone else, Hey, there's another really unique and hopefully easy, if you would say so, way to share the gospel. So last few moments, does anyone have any stories that they want to share? Um,
1: I didn't uh, share it with, um, any unbelievers but I did practice uh with two or three um church members and told them how excited I am about this new uh the new way and I went back and I tried to find it so I could rehearse myself but for some reason I couldn't find it but I am really on board with that one. <laughs>
0: Good. I'm happy to hear that. We did record the last training. That was week number four. It's up on our website in the archives. So if you go to internationalcommission.org, click on events and then training, scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll see E&E training archives and all of our past trainings are on our website. So you can go back, you can watch last weeks or even ones that we did um, in the fall of last year. Okay. if anyone else wants to know. You're welcome. I'm thrilled to announce our presenter for tonight. We have Laura Malati joining us and she's the vice president of our area strategy team. And Laura was born and raised in Brazil and has been with IC for almost 14 years, actually since the summer of 2007. She came to the United States in January of 2001 where she attended the Graduate School of Theology at Abilene Christian University. She served as an intern in the children's department at a local baptist church and while attending graduate school she served in the children's ministry until 2007 which is then when the lord called her to serve at international commission so a fun fact about laura is that before coming to texas she actually spoke mostly british english because she had lived in london to learn proficiency in in english so when she came to Texas, people were confused as to why this Brazilian woman was speaking with a British accent. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes she would get made fun of. So she actually had to make an effort to learn to start speaking Texas or Texan as quickly as possible. (laughs) I really don't know how I feel about that. I would have just stuck with the British accent. (laughs) But I mean, I guess if you're getting made fun of, you might have to adjust so that you can fit in with the culture. You know how Paul said, I've become all things to all people, so I might win some. Maybe that was your strategy there. (laughs) But welcome, Laura. We're so happy to have you teach us step number five. So go ahead and take it away.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I speak Brazilian Texan now. So, <laughs> anyways, but <clears throat> yes, um, now uh, uh, I would like to start this time. Introducing to you uh, a, a, a mini interview that I did with Deborah Cavett and Rodney Cavett. Deborah uh, and, and Rodney have worked all their lives for International Commission. They never had another career, another profession, or it worked for anything else other than International Commission since they were teenagers. That they met, they started dating, they started going on projects, they started working at IC. So here, so so here is some something they have to tell us a little bit about the history of how we started Operation Andrew and, and how and about this step that we have today. Here we are we have Deborah Kevitt and some of you already know her but for those of you who don't Deborah is the daughter of our international commission founder Ben Mees and she was with him in the beginning when every things started the first time he went to Japan. So Deborah, tell us a little bit about how it was uh, in the beginning before Operation Andrew and when we discovered Operation Andrew with the international Commission. Okay, Laura, it's so good to be with you and those that are
1: watching. Yes, back in 1970 was a very uh, exciting year. Um, I was going to be going to Japan. I was 14 years old, never been on an airplane, Um, and we headed across and landed in Tokyo, and then from there we flew on up to Sapporo on the island of Hokkaido and worked with the Baptist Church up there. When we worked with a a former missionary, Deb Jackson, who had the organization of World Evangelism Foundation, and his goal was to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the Japanese people. When we arrived there, we had written our testimony and we we received a one-page paper with our picture on it. Our testimony was in Japanese. We also received a bilingual New Testament of English and Japanese. And we purchased um, dictionaries, English and Japanese dictionaries. And that was basically our tools for that week. There were flyers that we would pass out in the parks, um, grocery stores, wherever we could go. We always worked with, uh, we always had a Japanese um someone from the church with us we didn't have interpreters uh everyone didn't have an interpreter but we went out daily to the parks to the plazas to nursing homes we had handbells so we were sharing the gospel of jesus through our testimony and other means well on our way back home there had been over a thousand people that had come to know christ through the revival services there, and as my father was flying home, he heard the Lord tell him, what you saw happen in Japan can happen in Mexico. At that time, we were still farming in Seminole, Texas, and so he began the process of taking us to Chihuahua, Mexico. But through that process, we continued to use the one-page testimony. But then in 1975, we had moved to Lubbock and a very uh, exciting event occurred in Lubbock. And that was that the Billy Graham Association was coming to Lubbock to do a week crusade in in that area. We were so excited. I didn't work in the... are in the evangelism side of it, but my father had gone at, to the preparation meetings of uh, the evangelism of the uh, project in Lubbock. And he heard about a card called the Operation Andrew card. And Billy Graham had devised this card where you wrote down 10 people's names that you were praying for Uh, Before the crusade began, you would pray for them one minute a day, and then you would pray that they would come with you to the project when it happened in August of 1975. So that was the beginning of Operation Andrew, and my father and Rodney and not sure who else wrote Billy Graham a letter. And uh, I think the letter actually went to Cliff Bearers, and he they gave us permission, which was our International Crusades at that time, gave them permission to use that card uh, if IC would not sell any of the materials. And so that was the beginning of learning about Operation Andrew.
2: Awesome. Thank you. So as they exchange places there, now we have our president emeritus, Rodney Cavett. Some of you already know him. He's gonna tell us a little bit about how uh, the seven steps were introduced uh, specifically to the International Commission uh, Operation Andrew uh, later on.
3: Let me just add uh, one thing that Deborah slightly mentioned, but it really goes along with your subject today about inviting people to come to church. And part of the process with the Operation Andrew card was not only that you would pray for them and pray that they would come, but you would also invite them to come with you to go to the project. And an invitation is a very powerful today uh, tool in getting people to come to church. And our pastor says this time and time again, the most important way or the best way to get people to come to church is that a friend invites them to come to church. So with the Operation Andrew card, uh, we discovered it in 1975. We began to implement it in our projects and it really became uh, that we used it a lot beginning into the early 80s and became a foundational part of uh, being able to go out and make appointments and share the gospel, and it became very, very important to us in that time. Then Francisco Nunez, who helped us a lot with our preparation, had uh, discovered and did some extra things with it, and one of the things is we thought if people would come to the church before the project, that when they're invited to come to the church and the gospel is shared, they would more freely move and become make a decision for the Lord at that service. Well, uh, Francisco had started what he called a service of ten, and they had the service of the ten about thirty days before the project, and they would invite people to come to the service, and you know, amazingly. And we shouldn't be amazed, but under the preaching of the gospel, we began to see people actually make decisions before the project, and that was a great blessing. Then Francisco, with his creative mind, began to think, how do we make Operation Andrew better? How can we expand this? And he's put together seven steps, and today you're going to be talking about step five, which uh, talks about inviting people to come to the church with you. And uh, so uh, the uh, service of the 10 actually was named because there's 10 names that you were praying for. And so we saw by adding this step that we help encourage people to invite folks to come to the church. Let me give you one real life example. Uh, Last Easter, probably it was the Easter before last, There was a lady that, uh, lived in one of our rent houses and I called her up at the encouragement of the pastor, invite somebody to come on Easter Sunday. And I called her up and I talked with her on the phone and I said, we would really like you to come and be with us in the service and we'll meet you there. And uh, you can sit with us. And I thought this, she's not going to come. And you know what? She said, yes, I'll come and she showed up at church, and uh, it was a very meaningful event for her. I wish I could say to you that she came to know the Lord at that time. Uh, She didn't, but I could tell God had worked in her life at that time. So I'm glad today that Laura is helping you to understand the importance and the power of inviting people to come to church with you. It's something we all need to do
2: step number five, but before we get there, we're gonna do a recap for you of all the steps, okay? Uh, So, we, we see in scripture, and with the basis for it to be called Operation Andrew, we see in scriptures in John 1, 40 to 40, uh, 42a, that uh, it says there that Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had uh, had uh, said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ and he uh, brought him, uh, him to Jesus imagine he brought a pretty important person in God's kingdom and in, in the in, in a pretty important apostle to Christ. And so that's what we are we are supposed to do as believers. So the purpose of Operation Andrew is to help us cultivate in each each believer the qualities of Andrew, who was a soul winner. And the main goal for this uh, this whole exercise that we do in seven steps is to become Andrews in today's world. So that's what we want. To do we want to share the gospel around the world? So recapping number one to five. Let's let's see. Uh, before before we do that, I want to see if you have your operation and card in your hand, would you raise it for us? If you have already filled out an operation Andrew card and you have it right right close to you, raise your operation and card to for, for us. This is something that it, it can be in any form, even a little piece of paper that you put ten names of ten people, and uh, and the, re- the reason why you should have this written down is because it's really powerful to write it down to pray every day, to remember, so if you put it in your Bible, whenever you have, or your devotional book, whatever it is that you use when you're praying, you will never forget to pray for that, okay, Mm -hmm. so first step, write down the 10 names of the people that you would like to to see uh, uh, come to Christ, and seriously commit to pray for them each day okay if if you start if you write it down and you do start praying you'll see the difference how things are going to start showing and you won't forget anymore after a while so tell them also the second step you're going to tell them that you're praying for them and show them your card you it may look silly but a lot of people, they get excited to know, they get surprised that they know that somebody wrote their name somewhere and he is committed to pray for them every day. And they will be very excited. In this world today, people are so distant. There's so much, people feel so lonely and you will be impressed to see how, how they will be happy to see their name written in your piece of paper because you were praying for them. Then step number three, it, was for us to ask specific needs for you, to, for uh, for they, uh, uh, for you to pray for. Why do we do that? Because that will indicate to you that they're starting to trust you as a representative of god in their lives somebody that they can trust to pray for them so this starts a relationship there a relationship in showing them where they start to feel you as a christian as somebody who represents christ and then on step number four, four it asks us to deepen our relationship that means like try to go have coffee with them or in Invite them to your home. Invite them to do something. It could be themselves or with with their family. Do something with them. Maybe they their kids play sport. Go watch one of their games. You know, and and be there and show your face to them and and it's things like that. And of course, here it asks us to share. Why does it ask you to share? It's because because on this step, by the time you have already prayed so for some time every day for this person. Then you start, you show them you, you are already praying for specific needs. Naturally, the Holy Spirit is going to start raising in your head the need and you, the desire to share the gospel with them. And so on, by step four, you might be ready to share. In fact, even step one, if you have the opportunity to share the gospel, that's the whole goal for Operation Andrew. So, if you in step one, you shared with somebody, okay, take their name, they accept Christ. Opa, I give them a card, I tell them, listen, you need to pray for 10 people. Imagine how many people you will multiply with your one card. And when you're praying for 10, remember they have family members. So, when you're praying for 10 people, you uh, let's say, in average, you would actually be praying. Directly for 10, but indirectly for about 40 people, because each one of them have maybe three family members at least that that, that, that in their family. So if they become a Christian, they'll reach out to those. So imagine how many people you will reach for Christ with those your cards. So any any step okay now step number five is our step for today and in step number five it asks you to invite them to attend the service at your church with you i think it's like a, a work of the holy spirit that we would have this step today right before easter because Easter is one of the biggest opportunities that people have a lot of people who never go to church they might go at Easter, if you invite them for some reason Easter has this effect on people and it's because it's a way big it's so big what happens at Easter, it, what it represents to us as human beings in, in, which is a salvation, which is what Jesus Christ did for us when he died on the cross and he rose again, so it is a great opportunity so you can give them a card created by your church, a lot of churches create a little card that they say pick up on the way out or like a, a month early they start asking you to pick up cards to invite people, you can give them one of those or you can, uh, if it's not any special occasion okay let's say it's not a special occasion I feel like an it's time for me to invite somebody to on my operation in the to take go to church it's okay what I do is I, I I write like I, you know, uh, any kind of card, a note card, even a thank you card you have at your house, write it down in there. I thank you for being my friend. I thank you for allowing me to pray for you. Would you come to me to church? Why do we do this? Because it makes people feel special when you write down something and give to them, when you give them in written. Also, it gives them specific information that they may forget if you just tell them. So If you write down on a piece of paper, like here is my church, that's the the time, and and I'm gonna, and and we'll meet you at the front door or or, or, or whatever, however you wanna, the place you're gonna meet. If you write it down, it's a lot easier for them to remember okay so like in, when w- the main goal for this is to help them start feeling comfortable in a church environment a lot of non-believers they don't know what we do at church in fact people who were never church goers at all never were brought even as a child to church they they probably pass in front of our churches and go what are they doing there you know like are they, what are they doing are they all in their knees for an hour and a half or what are they doing you know so it's a good thing for us to invite them to our church so they can see that it's not a big deal it's just a place where you go you pray and you're taken home you're not going to be asked or or obligated to give any money you know and and because a lot of people are afraid of that too that people are going to ask them for money you know when they go to church so make sure that they feel comfortable that they feel uh, your guest of honor and make sure that you stay with them that you answer any questions they have And if possible, take them to lunch or if it's an evening, take them to dinner before or after, you know, make them feel like they are really your friend and you really care for them. You know, Uh, you and it's another another opportunity here. They'll have to hear the gospel if you haven't presented to them yet by then. At step number five another opportunity they will hear from your pastor or whoever in your church are 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 presenting there and most churches have invitations at the end so it is a it, it, you might be surprised it might you might think oh they're not gonna go or you might think oh i don't think that's gonna make any difference for them and then they accept christ why because you've been praying You've been praying and we never underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. When a, per, when a believer prays, the Lord says, when a believer prays, the Lord hears, and the Lord hears their name, the Lord starts putting in their heart the desire to be to, to, to the hunger for him. So I bet you you'll be surprised how many people accept the Lord when you invite them. Let me give you a, a, a couple of stories that are successful. Okay, first I need to give you the story of Juan Lavado. He is our VP for the AST in Latin America. He works for International Commission, leading everybody, all the leaders in Latin America. He is this eleven-year-old boy here on the right-hand side in the picture. And uh, uh, when he, how did that that whole family come to Christ? His dad was invited by this person here, the Cabrera family on the left. They invited her, Juan's de- uh, dad, to go to church. When uh, uh, doing an operation Andrew project, one uh, an IC project in in their hometown of Guanera, Venezuela, when he was 11 years old, and out of that, his family ended up accepting the, the Lord. The whole family, his dad, accept the Lord. Presented to their family, his family, and see, this guy was praying. This is only one of their uh, of his 10, and look how many people he reached for Christ with that one person he was framed. So that's what was gonna to happen to you, the multiplication. Another story that I wanna tell you is my own story. My own story was when I went to London, uh, uh, uh to to work there to to study there i was still a catholic living in brazil and i i was looking for to uh, to be with people that were you know brazilians because i missed home and all and these brazilian people invited me to their home study they didn't have a church a building but they had a home study in portuguese and which was kind of their church every wednesday that's when they had church together and they invited me there and it's through that group That I heard the true gospel and I had, I I developed the desire to, to, to become a true Christian. That group is when I accepted the Lord. So here it is multiplied again, because I guarantee to you, I use that. Even today, and, and people come to the Lord whenever I share in projects, or whenever I, I am like you do as a believer. So, so multiplication happens when we pray for one person, right? So, so now here in this slide that you see that right there, it's a it's a it's an example of a, a services of the ten friends, which is what they do. We when we do the projects, the churches do special invitations for the service that are for these people that they are praying on Operation Andrew and we encourage them to do that around six months, four months or in second month, three at least during the period of preparation. And that's these here are services that were done in 2020. They improvised, As you can see, for the children, they put it outside as much as possible, and also for the the adults here, they're outdoors, as you can see, it's not that they don't have a church building, they're doing that on purpose because of COVID. And that's how they improvise so they could have that, so uh, these are examples of how it's still happening today and it's still successful at IC. All right, so... And we're going to go to breakdown uh, uh, rooms right now. And it will take about five minutes there. Um, uh, It's going to pop up on your screen and you'll see there, like you just click and you get in there. There will be two or three more people there with you. If you could, during that time, just try and share a little bit with each other. What service or event in your church would you feel comfortable to invite your 10 non-believers? What kind of services do you think, you know? And, that, and then how would you do it like what, what uh, how did you did you learn from what we were talking about? and also how would you respond if they said no to your invitation okay try and talk a little bit about that amongst yourself because one person can give others ideas okay and then we'll be back in five minutes. All right thank you
3: so much.
0: Welcome back, everyone. I hope you had a good opportunity to get to know other people who are in this training and um, discuss and encourage one another with how to reach people on your list and invite them to church. And what if they say no and Laura, I just want to ask you, what would you say if you invited someone to church and they just flat out said no, how would you respond to that?
2: So You know, first of all, I mean, that's why, I mean, Jesus never compromised his, his character by anything. So people may be insulting sometimes when we share the gospel with them or tell them that we're Christians, but the good thing is never burn the bridge right? Never burn the bridge, never be rude, never be. so what's going to happen if they say, no, you're being nice. You're being a good friend. They love you anyways. Maybe it's just because it's not the right time. And the Holy Spirit is going to prompt you them, them when it's the right time and prompt you to ask again. So don't give up, continue to ask, continue to pray. You know, uh, there's a big battle, you know, between, you know, uh, evil and good uh, and good all the time. God and Satan in people's minds in people's spirit in people's soul. And, 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 and we are part of that battle. So, you know what, if, if it's not the time, it's not the time, but you will be, if you continue to pray, because the Lord answers our prayer, right? He's always faithful. And he says to us, pray, and I'll give it to you. So he will, he will give you the right time.
0: Yes, that is absolutely right. I don't any I don't want anyone to feel discouraged if you invite someone to church and they say no and you feel like oh well they're hopeless then or I'm not going to ask them again. Um, it's not our job to save people. It is the Holy Spirit, as you said, we are just called to be obedient. We have to do something. If we do nothing, we're not fulfilling the great commission. Every tribe, tongue and nation will not know him unless we do something. So I think just having that compassionate attitude toward people who might be a little bit more resistant and yeah, just be sensitive and discern the Holy Spirit if he prompts you maybe later on to invite them. So thank you, Laura, for that response. And thank you for sharing step number five with us and for going a little bit more into detail about your own personal story I know um, that really impacted me and I hope it encourages other people you just don't know where people are at and it never hurts to just ask never hurts to ask I mean to close out this evening's training we always have a challenge so our challenge for this week we have Easter coming up this is the perfect opportunity if you haven't already done so invite at least one person from your list to an Easter service with you And then write down a plan, come up with a plan for how you're going to invite the remaining nine or eight or seven or maybe even three people, if not Easter this Sunday, what else are you going to invite them to or how else are you going to include them um, in your Christian community or an opportunity for them to see other believers worshiping God and loving on each other. And then finally, um, whether this is your first night with us or if you've been with us throughout the weeks, if you haven't already joined our Operation Andrew Partners Facebook group, I encourage you to do so. Share any questions that you may have on there, any updates throughout the week and praises. We would love to hear how everything's going, not just once every other Thursday, but we want to keep in touch with you throughout the week. And you can get to know other people who are in these trainings as well. So you can search for that group on Facebook. Just search Operation Andrew Partners and it should pop right up. So that's our challenge to you is to invite people to church at least this Sunday um, and go ahead and join our groups that you can get a little accountability and um, get to know other people in this training. So um, if you missed last week, we taught the 15 second testimony and the hand gospel, but there are so many other ways to share the gospel. And the important thing is that you just do something. And we have a free evangelism toolkit located on our website just for you. We developed it for you to have a few different options if you just don't know where to start in sharing your faith or if you feel like it's going to be awkward or you don't know what to say. We created this toolkit for you to utilize and we hope it's an encouragement in different ways to share your faith and to start a gospel conversation. So go ahead and take a look at this video. Hi, if you're searching for resources to help you share your faith, then you've come to the right place welcome to your evangelism toolkit by international commission on this page you'll find training videos that will show you how to share the gospel in various simple ways in different situations you also find an accompanying pdf download with guides that will further explain the tools shown in the videos and others too We believe there's no one perfect way to share the gospel. The most important thing is that you just do something and do what works for you. All the resources in this toolkit are completely free for you to use in your own personal evangelism efforts and also work well in training small and large groups. You can even download the videos by clicking on the title and then the download button on its video page. If you have any questions at all or would like to request an experienced evangelism trainer to help you and your church, please email training at ic-world.org. Happy sharing. So that is available for you and we encourage you, if you want more resources, that's located on our website just for you. So in two weeks from now, April 15th, we have step number six, which is schedule. So if you haven't already registered for that, you can go to our website, click on the training tab um, and you can register for that and the rest of the trainings. If you're not able to make it one particular week that's okay. I would encourage you to go ahead and register anyway because we record all of the trainings and we send that out the next day or within the next few days. So we don't want you to miss out on anything um, with the Operation Andrew Steps if you have to miss anything. Um, And finally, when we send out the email, usually the day after the training, it comes on Friday, we're actually gonna send it out on Monday because tomorrow's Good Friday. There is a link in that email to fill out a survey and we would love to hear your feedback because we want to keep serving you and training you in the areas that you need. It takes about two minutes, a few simple questions. We're already planning for this summer and later this year with our E trainings. So we would love to hear from you um, what your thoughts are on the trainings thus far and what you would like to see more of. So again, you can find that link in the follow-up email that is sent either on Friday or in this case, it'll be on Monday. A new tier of our ministry at International Commission is called North America Projects. So you've heard Laura say a couple times the word projects or international projects. So everything we do is an evangelism project. And it's simply we're partnering with other churches and we're sharing the gospel alongside of them. So we've done this for nearly 50 years. It's been very successful using the Operation Andrew Prayer model. And um, because of COVID and everything that that has done really in our world, God has opened up this great opportunity for us to take that same model that we've used overseas for so many years and do it right here in the united states so we are launching north america projects and your church can be involved or you personally can be involved we need um pioneer volunteers to go with us to other cities like Boston, Las Vegas, Orlando, um, to go and partner with churches there to share the gospel in their community. And we also need receiving churches who want to receive a team to go out and share Christ with those on their Operation Andrew prayer list. So if you're interested in going on a short-term mission trip, right here in America, then head to our website, click on the Go tab. It's totally free to apply. We're just gathering people's information right now. So if you're interested at all in this and you wanna stay in the loop, head to our website and we can share more information with you as it comes out. But we would love to have you join us in going to North America. So as we close, as we always do, please write in the chat right now, the name of one person on your Operation Andrew list. Or if you don't have a list, one person in your life who does not yet know Christ that you want to pray for to receive the Lord. And as you're writing that in the chat right now, we always do a giveaway at the end of our training. So the winner of this week's IC giveaway gifts is Michelle Lyle. So congratulations, Michelle, you're a lucky winner. And we'll be mailing you some IC goodies in the mail next week. So thank you for joining us and for staying all the way to the end. And we're excited to send you some things in the mail. Laura, once everyone has put their names on, if you wouldn't mind praying us out, that would be fantastic.
2: All right. Let's see here. Let to me go to the beginning. All right. So um, let's pray, shall we? Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you, Father, for being a wonderful God. Jesus, at this time of the year, we praise your name for coming to earth and dying for us on the cross, Lord. We praise your name for you are risen indeed today. And Lord, because you are risen, because you are alive, we can also be alive in you, Lord, and we can have eternal life. Father, we want to share that with other people, Lord. We want other people to join us as we go and be with you in the place that you have prepared Mm -hmm. for us, Lord. We ask you, Lord, today, Lord, that your Holy Spirit starts working right now in the hearts of George, Liliana, Ala, Jordi and her son, Jet, Lisa, David, Monica and Raphael, Hunter. Paige, Steve, Kelsey, Connie, Lord Jesus, these names are already in your heart. We know that, Lord, and by your blood that was shed for them on the cross, Lord, we know, Lord, that you are calling them to your kingdom. And, Father, we ask you in Jesus' name to give us the opportunity to to share with them, Lord, about you. And, Lord, we ask you in Jesus' name that even if it is not from us, Lord, that even today, even this week, they will hear about you and they will start to be interested that your heart they will have a heart that hungers for you so that they can come to you as their lord and savior someday it is in the precious name of our lord jesus that we pray and we praise you to hallelujah lord jesus you are risen reason you are alive indeed and we praise your name amen